0: What's shaking, you Nazis? I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message for today, July 14th, 2021. Uh, Do me a favor, subscribe to our YouTube channel, tap the notification bell, share the videos with your friends and family, see what happens. Share it with somebody send it their way, and then see if they still talk to you in the morning. Little social test, run that for me, would you? We got four stories for you today, um, and mostly they're related to the Democrats being completely insane, just completely insane. These people are bananas, bonkers, lunatics, and they must be exposed, and we must fight for the truth. Uh, first off, Joe Biden, who is the president, Uh, You know, he's got old person syndrome. Again, I don't wanna say that he's got dementia. I don't know what he's got, but he's older and slower and something ain't right there. Uh, Well, now he's calling these Republican bills to secure our elections. You know, bills that include things like showing ID, that sort of thing. Uh, He's saying that these are the worst attacks on American democracy since the Civil War. So he obviously forgot about that armed insurrection on January 6th that they were so worried about that, you know, lasted for two hours and nobody brought a gun. So we're going to play some video of Joe talking about that. And then again, I will reiterate what I did yesterday because a lot of people were into it. I did what the media on all sides seems to refuse to want to do, which is actually read some of the bullet points that are in some of these Republican bills. And there's literally, literally, there is nothing in there to stop people from voting. It's to ensure that people do vote fairly and that we count the votes fairly, et cetera, et cetera. Then uh, MSNBC, I know you guys don't watch this because you're you're good people, you're good, sensible people, but a certain amount of people watch it. Fortunately, it's a, it's a decreasing amount of people that are watching it. But this Joy Reid, who I I talk about often, because the woman's just a crazy person. I mean, they have a legitimate crazy person running a show over there. Uh, She brought on one of these uh, Republican Democrats that are freaking out about the Republican uh, bill, the election bill, and uh, are they gonna have guns, people with guns scaring people in Texas when they go vote? That's what this woman seems to think, we'll show you that. MSNBC is basically just broadcasting from a mental institution. That's pretty much what's happening. Uh, Then we've got a couple interesting videos uh, of uh, the Department of Homeland Security secretary, and then some others, uh, talking about how Cubans shouldn't come here. I thought we were a nation of immigrants. I thought we welcome everybody, and if you don't let people in, you're racist, right? That's what we did for four years of Trump. But now not letting them in is cool, so we're gonna show you that video. And then we're gonna show you how things were a little different, how people like Bernie and AOC, and Pelosi said slightly different things when Orange Man was in charge. And then finally, we haven't talked about him in a couple days, Lord Fauci, the infallible Fauci, uh, he now wants uh, two-year-olds in masks. Yeah, year and a half later, two years old, getting a mask, kid. Uh, before I do any of that though, I just wanna do a quick shout out to my friend, and now California gubernatorial candidate, Larry Elder. Yes, that is right. Larry Elder, the sage of South Central, as he says, lifetime, lifelong and lifetime California and Los Angeles resident. Uh, He is running for California governor. He's getting in a little bit late, but, You know my feelings about Larry. He is uh, perhaps the most important piece of my red-pilling process in in that moment that I know you guys have seen and millions and millions of other people have seen in that moment when I was still on the left and I said something to him about systemic racism and he beat me senseless with facts. And as I describe in my book, I don't know how many people get to say that their best and worst career moment was at the exact same time, but I really believe that for me because in that moment, it was my worst moment because I wasn't, armed and ready to fight back. I was just saying stuff, which is what lefties do. You, oh, there's systemic racism. And because I said it, it exists. And then he came in ready with you know information and I wasn't ready. So it was my worst moment for that regard, but it was my best moment because after that, we were on Aura TV at the time. We had a big studio and a big crew and everything. And I went into the control room after and there were a bunch of producers in there and everybody was like, Dave, we'll cut that. Don't worry, we're not gonna air that part. You know, Don't worry, no one's ever gonna see it. And I didn't even think about it. I was like, you know what guys, if, if anything I do here is true, if I'm a decent person and a halfway Okay, interviewer, then we have to air that. Like, that was the important part. And we did air it, and the next day, suddenly, it's going viral and millions of views, and it's clipped all over, and you know, conservative commentator destroys libtard and everything else. And I was obviously not thrilled at first, but then when I started looking in the comment section, I saw people saying, hey, you know, Dave seemed like he listened there, seemed like he was open to new information. Like, let's kind of see what happens. And well, flash forward four years later, I think you guys have seen what happened. So it was really my best and worst moment at the same time. In any event, Larry is a lifelong Los Angeles resident. He is, I would say, he's more on the libertarian side of a conservative, which is pretty much where I fall. Um, he wants to open up the state, he wants to get rid of regulation, he wants to reduce taxes. He wants to basically reverse everything that Gavin Newsom has done. So I'm gonna obviously have him back on the show to discuss the campaign, and I hope he's not getting in too late, and we shall see what happens. And you know, in essence, I'm not I'm not endorsing anyone just this second, um, but, In essence, he has my support until it goes awry, right? Like, unless he proves that there's some reason that I shouldn't support him. I know him to be a good, decent man. He's a friend, we've broken bread many times, and I'm just excited that a good human being who knows his stuff and cares deeply about Los Angeles, about California, is getting in, and we shall see what happens. Okay, first story, Joe Biden is uh, freaking out about these Republican election bills. Now, to be clear, and I'm gonna get into the specifics after we show you the Biden video, um, these election bills that the Republicans are putting up include controversial things like having an ID and that they're gonna have cameras when people are counting votes and that we should have paper trails so that your touchscreen actually matches the paper so that we will be able to audit Properly, There is literally nothing in these Republican bills that stops anyone from voting, that intimidates anyone from voting, that doesn't allow people of a certain color or economic class to vote or anything else. But the Democrats are now doing what they do with everything in cahoots with the mainstream media, the corporate press, which is just saying a whole bunch of bullshit. And what that bullshit is, is that this is an attack on democracy, while they are the ones actually attacking democracy because they don't want our elections to be able to be audited and able to be accounted for. So listen to Joe Biden.
1: So hear me clearly. There's an unfolding assault taking place in America today, an attempt to suppress and subvert the right to vote and fair and free elections an assault on democracy, an assault on liberty, an assault on who we are, who we are as Americans. For make no mistake, bullies and merchants of fear, peddlers of lies are threatening the very foundation of our country. It gives me no pleasure to say this. I never thought in my entire career I'd ever have to say it. We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the civil war that's not hyperbole since the civil war the confederates back then never breached the Capitol, as insurrectionists did on january the 6th
0: i am sorry but the president of the united states is an abject liar like there is no other way to put it he says there is an unfolding assault yeah It's from you guys. You guys are the ones who are trying to make sure that anyone can vote without ID, that we won't have paper trails, that there won't be cameras so we can actually see if vote counting is fair. Notice he doesn't bring up any of the specific things in the bills. And this is what the Democrats keep doing. And unfortunately, because the mainstream media is so awful, nobody calls them out on it. They never say what's in the bills, but the bills are racist. The bills are an assault on democracy and an affront to the Republican free societies and the rest of it. Um, He talks about peddlers of lies. He is the prime peddler of the lie, the big lie. It's the big lie that these bills are somehow racist and anti-American and everything else. Uh, Just to be very, very clear, and if you did not see our show yesterday, Go watch it, and if you, if you do dare be on Twitter, I sent out a Twitter thread with the shorter versions of the videos so that you can share them. These bills, including HB3, which is the one in Texas that everyone's freaking out about right now, include that you would have to have voter IDs and not even just driver's licenses, because not everybody has it, but you could even use just the last uh, part of your social security number so that we can make sure that if you're a citizen who's supposed to vote, you can vote, and that say somebody can't vote 10 times and pretend to be 10 different people, right? Uh, It allows for extra time to vote. It allows for cameras while counting. As I said, it encourages employers to offer more time so people can vote on election day and a series of other things like that. The only reason, here's the bumper sticker of today's show, the only reason the Democrats don't want voter ID and don't want a paper trail and don't want cameras when you're counting votes and everything else I just mentioned is because the Democrats want to cheat. That is, I'm sorry, but that is just the truth. Otherwise, none of this makes any sense, right? Like, why would they not be for these things? If they want free and fair elections that, are, that we can feel good about, feel like the system works, Feel pride in America and that one person, one vote is actually what's happening. Why would you not wanna secure our elections? They're trying to destroy our elections while they're claiming we're trying to destroy our elections. And by the way, this, this thing about, this is the worst assault since the Civil War. So again, th- these are the same people who just said that. right? They just shot their load on that one, on the January 6th thing. right? That was the worst affront since the Civil War. They keep forgetting about 9-11. I was in New York City during 9-11, I remember what that was like when two planes crashed into the World Trade Center and killed almost 3,000 people, and the city was not right for months and months after that. I lived on 90th and 1st. If you, if you wanna check a map of New York City or you know a little something about New York City, you know, uh, downtown where the towers were is extremely far. It's sort of the polar opposite part of Manhattan. Then 90th and 1st, where I used to live by, by Gracie Mansion, the, the mayor's mansion, and for weeks after that, you could smell soot, and you could smell debris, and the city was just completely paralyzed. Do you remember that, Joe, do you remember that? Or somehow is having to show an ID more an affront to American democracy than that terrorist attack. I mean, these people are just patently ridiculous. I will say this, and this is a little offshoot of something, that I've heard a few people say Walter Kern implied this on our show on Friday, author Walter Kern and my friend Michael Malice, who obviously does the show often, that they're getting so hysterical right now that it does kinda show that we're winning. Like I know it's it's hard to see that because when you're just being like, like when you have a bunch of like bullshit just being poured on you all the time, it feels pretty awful, right? Nobody wants bullshit poured all over their head all the time every day, but their lies when it comes to calling everyone racist and their lies when it comes to election integrity and their lies when it comes to virtually every issue, systemic racism and critical race theory in schools and everything else that I cover here every day, their lies are getting so over the top that I really do think they are starting to lose the narrative right now. And and the question is because the, the machine, whatever that thing is, it's evil and it's always a little bit ahead of us, right? It's always able to somehow survive everything, right? If you think about this in a a matrix style situation, um, like what's its next move? Is it going to uh, just start having to ban more people because there's too many people saying things right now. Um, you know, there's too many people like, wait a minute, the Democrats are lying, critical race theory is in schools, the Republicans are trying to secure elections. So are you gonna have to shadow ban people? Or are you gonna have to do more algorithmic tricks? Is Google gonna have to reorder information so that we're not gonna be able to find the truth? Like how, how often, how many times can we debunk the nonsense on CNN or the nonsense on MSNBC and then a, more and more people see it because more of us are online now than obviously watching those overly produced, ridiculous, shows, well then what is the system's next move? I don't know, it could be to boot everybody. I don't know, they could just start booting more people or making sure you guys don't see these videos. You know, how many, how often do I say, you guys subscribe, you click the notification bell and you just don't see our videos in your feed? Like, we don't know what's going on and because big tech has less transparency than the government, we got we got a real tightly wound problem. You see what I'm saying? Anyway, they're just liars, but the hope part of this is that as the lies get bigger, they are getting debunked in real time more and more and more. Uh, and not to make this a commercial, but I would say this is why just create a free account at rubinreport.locals.com. You don't have to pay a dime if you don't want to interact with me or get any of the early stuff or anything like that. But. I probably have limited time on big tech, right? Like most of us that are doing anything honest and decent probably do. So if you just create a free account, then I'll at least be able to send push notifications to you and contact you. Because who, who the hell knows what's gonna happen? Because I don't think they can allow this to last much longer. It's like everything Joe Biden said right there is a lie. And if, and if CNN won't call him out on the lie and MSNBC won't call him out on the lie and, and all the other places, the mainstream places won't call him out on the lie, but then all of us that are online know that it's a lie. It's like, how long is that situation tenable? I I suspect not much longer actually. Um, All right, let's move on to MSNBC. I know it's a completely bananas network and I know you guys don't watch it and you shouldn't watch it. And I know that most of the hosts there are mentally ill, crazy people. Uh, But this Joy Reid really takes the cake on this stuff. She just brings on conspiracy theorists all the time. She makes up nonsense related to critical race theory. She calls everyone that doesn't agree with her a white supremacist and the rest of it. Uh, Well, yesterday, she had Texas State House Democrat, Dean Sanfronia Thompson on to discuss what's going on in Texas. Now you may know that a bunch of the Texas State Democrats have fled, they've literally fled Texas and they've gone to DC uh, because they don't wanna have to vote on this bill and now it's getting messy in Texas because Abbott is saying that they could, they could be arrested on return, like it's a whole crazy situation over there. Uh, But notice of course, that they don't tell you what's in the bill. They just tell you it's evil and racist and scary. And now there's going to be scary people with guns stopping people from voting. Take a look. normally put poll watchers
1: in uh, minority areas, and they are normally people of different nationalities than
0: the areas that they place them. And they are there to intimidate the workers, not the workers, but they intimidate the voters. And when persons, uh, people walk into a poll and they see these strange persons in their polling place looking at them, mean-spirited, uh, it's frightening. And sometimes they may just get up and walk out. Are they allowed to be armed? The can they? Can those poll watchers be armed? Well, uh, that's a good question. Uh, particularly since we have just passed the permitless gun bill, we know that the the uh, the the person themselves who uh, presides over the pole can, in fact have a gun. But yeah. whether the pole walkers would be permitted to have one is another question. I would predict Ooh-oh. that they probably they probably could. I'm sorry, these are crazy people that live in a fictitious world, okay? There are strange people looking mean and they might have guns. Now, putting aside just the general insanity of that, like I know that, that, I guess if you're watching MSNBC, that sounds like something like, oh my God, because of these Republican bills, the Republican bill must have some sort of provision that says that strange people with mean looks that they are gonna be standing outside the polls. Well, let's even pretend that that was true, that there was something in the bill that encouraged strange people with mean looks to stand outside the polling place. And let's even say that those people had guns. You're not gonna believe this, but those people wouldn't know. I mean, first off, it's just not true, Uh, but those people would not know which way you're gonna vote, so you'd still be allowed to vote. What they are doing is the worst sort of fear-mongering craziness possible. They don't mention anything that's in the bill. They mention things that they purport to be in the bill that involve strange people and the way they might look at you. And then, oh, people have guns in Texas, and then we're gonna allow for guns there. And then I guess they'll just be shooting Democrats, right? Like, we're just gonna have people outside. Who'd you vote for, Democrat? Like, come on. They just, they're just, don't watch MSNBC. I know you don't. I know you don't, but if you have a friend that watches MSNBC. You know what, if you have a friend that watches MSNBC and you send them an email and you say to them, dear so-and-so, I don't want you you to watch MSNBC anymore. It's not good for you, okay? And then they write back to you and then they say, okay, I won't watch it anymore because you've given them a couple reasons. Give them some bullet points, maybe link them to one of my videos. For the first 50 people that do that, and we get responses where you actually, they say to you, okay, I've decided I'm not gonna watch MSNBC anymore. We'll give you, I don't know, we'll give you a couple months free at rubenreport.locals.com because we must bring sanity back to America. And what you just saw there is a completely fictitious, made up story being delivered by Joy Reid talking to this Democrat who fled the state fled the state, shirked her responsibilities as a Democratic congresswoman from Texas, just like a whole bunch of the other ones did, so that she can go on these TV shows and pretend that strange people with evil, they're gonna give them the evil eye. Lordy, lordy. All right, it gets crazier. So uh, look, there's this whole situation going down in Cuba. The people of Cuba want to be free. It really is as simple as that. Like, I don't need to give you much more detail on the story than that. The people live under a communist regime. People don't have ownership. They don't have the ability to spend money freely and actually build generational wealth and make all of the great successes that you can do here in a capitalist country. And as I mentioned, I was just in uh, Florida and Miami this past weekend, there are hundreds and thousands of, if not hundreds of thousands, of Cuban immigrants there. They love America. They are so proud of America. They are the reverse of everything the mainstream tells you, and they are hardworking. They're doing all the tough jobs so they can build better lives for their families. And just listen to Marco Rubio's personal story Okay, or Mayor Suarez there, or or a litany of other people. Okay, so the Cubans want to be free. So our administration is pretending that no these these uh, rallies where they are literally yelling freedom, they are le- yelling freedom and liberty. Those are the buzzwords that they're yelling. It's not really about freedom or liberty from communism. It's because they want uh, more COVID vaccinations. That's what these ridiculous people in this clown administration that we have are doing. Well, now Department. Uh, Health Secretary uh, Ali Mayorkas uh, has got a warning for Cuban refugees. He doesn't want them. Let's take a look.
1: Allow me to be clear. If you take to the sea, you will not come to the United States. The time is never right to attempt migration by sea. To those who risk their lives doing so, this risk is not worth taking. Again, I repeat, do not risk your life attempting to enter the United States illegally. You will not come.
0: That's Department of Homeland Security, by the way. I think I might've said health security there. Uh, But boy, that does sound awfully racist and mean. I thought, I thought we're America where anyone can come here at any time. And if we don't let you in, that we're racist. That's the game we were playing under Trump, right? Like you gotta open up those borders. Let anybody in, don't really ask them anything. Give them all the services. You know, come on, America, it's horrible. Everyone join us. Um, You may also remember this lady cackling Kamala uh, just a few weeks ago talking about our border.
2: I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come.
0: Ah, we should have played that video of Trump saying, I'm going to come. We should have done that. Do we? <laughs> we'll link that together after. There's a great meme of that where she's going, do not come, do not come, and Trump goes, I'm going to come. <laughs> Anyway, she's a racist, obviously, by her own words, right? Because when Trump was saying don't come or you have to come, Trump actually never told immigrants not to come, by the way. If you listen to all the videos of Trump on this stuff, he would say we have to have a legal process. We have to have a border so we know who's coming and then we can have a legal process to allow immigrants to come. So look, by their own words, our Department of Homeland Security and our vice president are racists and they obviously hate Cuban people. Now, in a way, they do hate Cuban people because as I just said, Cubans come to America and love the American dream, perhaps more than any other immigrant group, right? Like maybe not more than any other immigrant group of all time, because we had plenty of immigrant groups that have come over decades and loved it, but like as first generations one, first generation immigrants in a modern context, in the context of 2021, I don't know of a group that loves America more. There there might be from maybe somewhere in Africa that come and, and work very hard and, you know, some from Mexico, but like, Cubans come, and they love America, and it's pretty freaking spectacular. Well, now let's show you some video of Bernie Sanders and AOC and Nancy Pelosi talking about Trump's immigration policy, and I think you'll see that it was a little bit different from these types of people when Orange Man was in charge.
2: We will rescind all of Trump's hateful and racist... Ex- immigration executive orders. States, he has a proven track record of discrimination against anybody who's really non-white in the United States. president first assumed office with his, with his uh, racist and violent rhetoric. It's about keeping, you know, make America, you know his hat, make America white again. They want to make sure that people, certain people are counted.
0: You know, there's a line that I quote every now and again from my friend Dennis Prager, and what he's been saying for years is that the difference between the left and the right is that the right thinks that the left is wrong and the left thinks that the right is evil. And I think that was the right estimation for a long time, but I'm actually starting to think that these people are evil. At what point, if you lie about everything all the time, if you lie about what someone else is doing while you're doing that very same thing, Um, especially as a public person, right? As people in charge of policy and the direction of the country. At what point is this just blatantly evil? So unless Bernie Sanders now wants to say that the Biden administration is full of hatred and racist, as he just said there about Donald Trump, or AOC said that uh, Trump's policies are discriminatory and they're racist and violent. And then of course, Nancy Pelosi basically implied that Trump supporters are all white supremacists. Well, they obviously all should be completely against what Kamala's saying to uh, you know people in Guatemala. That's what that video was from and from South America coming here. She's don't come, don't come. Okay, so you're racist against those people. And uh, obviously the Department of Homeland Security, threatening these people who are under the attack of a communist regime well, obviously the Department of Homeland Security is racist and evil and everything else. Now, of course, it's not because it's racist and evil. It's because we have a country and we have to figure out how many people can be here. And we've also got some problems right now. And the economy was wrecked because of the pandemic or whatever you wanna call it at this point and everything else. So you see why this is all just nonsense. And they just, they just don't stop. They just don't. Stop. So our work, as I always say, is cut out for us because if you're gonna tell the truth in a time of massive lies, uh, it ain't gonna be that easy. But I have nothing better to do. So we're gonna just keep going. But these are bad, these are just not good people. Like some, actually someone in the comments section, It's easy, yeah, as I always say, it's easier for me to read them in locals. That's where I can engage with you guys. But somebody give me the most charitable interpretation of what these people are doing. Like when it comes to the election law, just even the stories we've just covered today. They're blatantly lying about the election law from Biden all the way down, and they're blatantly lying about our immigration policies from Biden all the way down. What is the most charitable way? Like, am I being a partisan hack right now when I'm calling this out and showing you this hypocrisy? Is there a way that, do I have a blind spot here because I'm just so fed up with the Democrats? Please show it to me if there is. Um, By the way, if you wanna, have a little more context on this. Uh, I did an interview with Samuel Rodriguez, who I think has worked for four administrations with immigration, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And we do a whole chunk of it, about a half hour on the Democrat immigration hypocrisy and how that Donald Trump was willing to make massive deals with the Democrats and that Rodriguez himself took one of the deals to the office of Chuck Schumer, and Chuck Schumer basically said to him, yeah, this is good, but we're not gonna give Trump an inch because we don't want Trump to get a win. These are just facts, these are just facts. So somebody tell me the charitable, version of what I'm doing. Are they just lying about absolutely everything or am I missing something? Because I would love to be missing something. I wish these people were not as bad as I now believe them to be. Whether it's Joy Reid lying about guns and scary people with voting laws and Biden with the voting laws or what they're saying about immigration or anything else. Uh, Speaking speaking of liars, let's finish up with the infallible Fauci. Uh, So he now wants children over two years old to mask up or take the vaccine. No children are dying because of this thing. It is extraordinarily, extraordinarily rare. Adults even, it's about 97.5 to 99% that you will survive if you get COVID. You all know the stuff about the comorbidities and being overweight and diabetes and everything else on top of the fact that now many of us have had COVID and have natural antibodies and a huge amount of people have now been vaccinated and we're supposed to believe that the vaccines work, although now they're telling us people are gonna have to get booster shots every year and everything else. Well, now Fauci wants kids. I mean, really think before you watch this video, whatever, whatever little child, you know, in your life, I just spent some time with my sister and her great kids. She's got a six-year-old and a two-year-old, this two-year-old boy, like this is not a kid who should be wearing a mask. This is a kid who should be running free and playing with blocks and destroying stuff and going crazy and running around his house in a scooter, which mom wasn't thrilled about, but you know, what are you going to do? Anyway, here's Lord Fauci.
1: You know, the children under the age of 12 who are not eligible for the vaccines generally do not get uh, sick, don't get COVID or don't get as ill with it. But what does this spread of the Delta variant mean for them, for the children under the age of 12? And what's the timeline for when they might become eligible?
2: Well, a, a couple of questions and the answers are the children who are not able to get vaccinated because of their age should follow, their parents should follow with them the guidelines of the CDC, that unvaccinated children of a certain age, greater than two years old, should be wearing masks. No doubt about that. That's the way to protect them from getting infected, because if they do, they can then spread the infection to someone else. So the CDC guidelines for unvaccinated people, including children, are not changed at all. We are currently doing, we being the federal government together in collaboration with the pharmaceutical companies, age de-escalation studies, namely looking at the safety and the immunogenicity of vaccines in children from 12 to nine years old, then from nine to six, then from six to two years old, and then ultimately from six months to two years old.
0: Dystopia, man, we live in a modern dystopia. That really is the truth. Okay, so a couple of things here. First off, Andrea Mitchell, Uh, that's MSNBC, by the way, Andrea Mitchell, she says something interesting at the beginning. She basically says kids don't get sick and then in the next breath she goes, when can the kids get vaccinated? She links that then to the Delta variant. She doesn't give you any data on the Delta variant, right? Nothing. And this is what they do with everything. They don't give you any data points. They just say things. So she goes, kids don't get sick. When can they all get vaccinated because of Delta? And it's like, well, well, is something going on with Delta that we need to know? Is it killing a lot of kids? Uh, Then um, they're saying if they get, This is what uh, Fauci's saying. He's saying if they get infected, meaning the kids, they can spread it. Now, that's probably true, right? Like, it is possible that kids uh, can get COVID. Actually, my six-year-old niece and my two-year-old nephew, who I just mentioned, they had COVID. They did the quarantine, the whole thing. They were sick for a few days, and then everything was okay. My sister got it when they got it. And actually, my brother-in-law, who lived in a very small house with them, did not get it. These are all just... Things. Like I'm just putting out a little bit of, a little bit of personal stuff right there, um, but the point is, okay, let's say a two-year-old got it. It might give it to another two-year-old and another two-year-old, and another two-year-old, but is there any evidence that those kids are gonna die? Is there any evidence they're gonna have long-term effects or anything else? Notice they don't tell you any of those things. So his answer is, let's do these studies to inject two-year-olds with this stuff and in the meantime, follow the CDC guidelines that have been completely all over the map and often contradictory and everything else, um, or put your kids in masks. So two-year-olds and three-year-olds and everything else should be in masks. You know, I was in uh, Universal Studios. We took my, my niece and nephew to Universal Studios about a week and a half ago uh, here in uh, Los Angeles. And I would say half the kids there were, were in masks. So you got kids walking into Harry Potter land, kids on outdoor roller coasters, kids that should be laughing and smiling and running around. And it's LA in the summer, it was like 95 degrees. Everyone's dripping with sweat. You've got adults who I guess have been vaccinated, not in masks, and you've got kids who are dressed up as Harry Potter or Hermione, whatever her name is, and whoever, and those are heavy costumes that they're wearing, dressed up as wizards. Hermione Granger, thank you. Um, you know, I'm a Star Wars guy, I'm more of a robot guy than the wizards, it's a little, eh, the wizards, whatever. Oh, you got a little stick and you can fly on a broom, zippity-doo-dah, it's like, give me a lightsaber. All right, but, but, but the point is, they're ruining children. They're ruining children. Fauci is just ridiculous. I, I can't believe that Biden's my president and Fauci is my chief medical officer. Like, what is going on here? What is going on here? Anyway, people, as I said yesterday, I hope when you watch the show, you feel a little dose of sanity. And uh, and again, they're going crazy because people are waking up. So let's just keep pushing. Let's just keep pushing. Let's just keep doing this together. That, that's what we can do. Uh, we got a Friday roundtable for you. I know we haven't done it in the last couple weeks because of some of my travels. Uh, Rogan O'Handley will be on the show. Lawyer Ron Coleman and Ali Stuckey from the blaze, we'll be recapping everything going on in the world. I suspect some of the things we spoke about today will continue to unfold. And part two of my interview uh, with Republican minority leader, Kevin McCarthy, is up on YouTube right now. And of course, the full thing is up ad free and early at rubareport.locals.com. Have a great day, everybody. Get out there, breathe some fresh air, take your dog for a walk, stretch your neck, maybe do some yoga, lift some weights, do a little cardio.